With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I'm here with Charlie Bright and Amanda Spears, and we're here to talk about the four main drama acting categories for the 71st Emmys that are coming up. In drama actor, we all have Bob Odenkirk, we all have Jason Bateman. Amanda, you're the only one of us who has Kit Harrington, who was not nominated last year when he moved up to the lead race. So why do you have him now? There's just been too much attrition um, because of Game of Thrones. So uh, you take out enough competitors, I think he probably would have made it in there last year if it wasn't for the gentlemen of Westworld, Jeffrey Wright and Ed Harris. So it just makes sense. And I'm sure with the last two episodes still to air when we're filming this, uh, there'll probably be something in there that makes you want to like go that way again. Okay. But Charlie, it seems like you actually don't really agree since you don't have him moving up and you even have Milo Vendemilia falling out, even though he's been nominated the last couple of years. So could you walk us through your predictions in this category? I don't know. I just think after the drop-off last year that we saw with This Is Us, um, I think that it's just, I think for um, uh, the people in the TV Academy, um, that that trajectory is just going to keep on going that way. Uh, I do have Sterling K. Brown getting in. Uh, With regard to Kit Harington, uh, I really thought he was going to get in last year, and then he didn't. And what I think was so striking about this is that both him and Amelia Clark didn't get in last year, but Game of Thrones was still, of course it was hugely nominated, but it still won the drama series prize. And I think that even if there is this immense Game of Thrones love, I think that shows that Kit Harrington is still vulnerable and uh, could still lose out on this. I'm very hesitant though, because of the reason that Amanda brought up is that we have such a different field this year. There are so many openings I, I, I would say he's probably my seven, but I think, but uh, right now I think it's something that uh, at this point I don't think will happen. And I think remember also, Charlie, that Game of Thrones aired a year before the Emmys last year. Now it's right back in its regular spot. So everything that usually makes you go, "Yay, Daenerys!" and "Yay, Jon Snow," that would get them those votes in lead, you had a year to forget. So, whereas like Lena Headey's pretty a strong supporting player, they might have just, you know, too much time might have passed. That's true. Yeah. So, I think the fact that it's airing and it'll be done like a couple weeks before voting, they'll still have all that residual love and articles, and that'll probably be enough for both of them. I don't know. We'll yeah, have I'm to just see. I'm kind of wondering if the, uh, 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I'm trying. I'm also trying to keep my personal feelings about <laughs> about about that out of this. Um, but I, I do. I, I truly do think he is uh, vulnerable on missing out. And I would. And if he is not in the league category, um, I, I, I it would not surprise me. Plus, no one's been nominated uh, for Game of Thrones in the lead category, if I'm remembering correctly. That still has not happened. Uh, and I think one of the things you could also attribute that to is that since it's the actors branch voting, they may view it more as an, uh, it, it may not be a huge overwhelming like swath of them, but just enough that view it more as an ensemble show and they don't consider anyone really a lead on that show. Well, this uh, year, I think they are the, I think the last two years they are the leads because their storylines have merged in a way I, that they're spending a lot more time together. So it makes sense. I would agree with you on that. I just think that uh, for just the purposes of my argument, I'm just thinking that it might be something because it's an actor's, because it's an actor's break. So that might be something that they're, that, that might go into their thinking. Um, and, and there just might be enough of them uh, that that could uh, uh, keep him from getting in. Yeah, I just don't know if the Actors' Ranch really cares about Game of Thrones. Uh, Charlie, like you said, they didn't need these nominations last year, and they still managed to win the series award, and they've never won Ensemble. They can't win for Diana Rigg. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure that they need one. He's won even when we have counted him out. Well, I think the thing that it's really something to remember, and I looked this up so I was prepared today. I know you're so impressed, Riley. Is remember HBO's previous flagship drama, The Sopranos, had a very divisive season finale. Fade to black. A lot of people were cursing their cable companies. Now, it received 15 Emmy nominations, and I'm not going to read them all, but just to give you a sample, it got an actor, lead actor, lead actress, Gandolfini, Edie Falco, Supporting actor for Michael Imperioli, supporting actress for Lorraine Bracco, supporting actress for Ada Turturro, guest actor for Tim Daly. They lost all of these. And it might have been a little like sour milk. <laughs> like, they're a voter, even in a voting panel, people might have been a little PO'd. So I think it's one of those wait and see. Like, we get a really satisfying ending, I think. And it's not too divisive like Breaking Bad like most people were okay with Breaking Bad's finale that you know everybody got in so I think it's going to come down to how do these two episodes span out in the character development and who sits on the iron well I think the other thing to think of uh with regards to that though was that it was also uh, a much smaller voting pool at that point uh, sure. Oh, sure. And but especially for the winning phase, because I, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, James Gandolfini was way out front, uh, specifically based on the tape system, because this was back when it was, what, less than 100 people voting yeah. uh, in the acting races. Um, but and people then you, bring their uh, personal feelings into this still, is my uh, Oh, is my of course point. they do, yeah. And um, I, I, I don't know. I just think uh, uh, I... I'm in the lead categories. I'm there. I, I feel like I need to approach this very cautiously. Well, what about his brother cousin? Cause I really don't know if Richard Madden is going to get in or if we're all just kind of like over hyping this. Cause I don't know how much support bodyguard has. Yeah. yeah I mean, it ranks ninth in our odds. 
uh, for best drama series, and I can't really argue with that. Uh, it's we don't really have a lot of evidence that the industry has seen Bodyguard, but I just feel like it's a very easy watch. It's Netflix, and you know Six it's episodes. a great performance. So I, I have him in there, and hopefully he'll be able to pull off a win as well. I yeah, keep I flipping him in and out with Stephen James from Homecoming because I wonder if the fact that we know they're we know it could be in drama series, we know they're watching for Julia, we know they're watching for Sam Esmail, Emmy favorite. Maybe he's somebody who, in the combined odds, he's in eleventh place. I think that's really low. I, I really am tempted to like maybe swap him out for swap Milo Vettamilia out for him. I, I don't know. I, I think he's, I, I mean, think we're I, underestimating him personally. If I had a seventh, I would put him in there. I, I have him at number four right now. Um, which Madden. I think, yeah, Madden. Um, I, I think that's probably like a, a, a good place to put him. Uh, I think, you know, that that Golden Globe when came that Golden, the Golden Globe stuff came right at the perfect time because, uh, you know, it, a, a Bodyguard was still very uh, was still very fresh. It was it was hitting at just the right time. Uh, and of course, uh, someone like him is perfectly tailored to the Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, I, 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 I absolutely can see uh, him possibly missing out. But My I, problem is, is, is he like Freddie Highmore in The Good Doctor, where like we all thought a lot of, I didn't, but a lot of people thought he was going to get in, but he was going to be maybe the sole nomination for his show. Mm -hmm. Like it, that's a lot harder of a track to get an Emmy nomination than being a part of a show that's possibly going to be a part of the best series conversation and writing and actress and maybe supporting actors. So we know they're watching homecoming mm -hmm. and like, i could absolutely yeah and i could absolutely see this uh see bodyguard getting into a series and actually writing i can actually see it getting into as yeah. well so uh, i think i think more directing but yeah more directing uh, i mean both of those i could honestly see because they love going with new shows like that the writing side is because it's british and we all know that they just go gaga over British writers. Um, but I think Using that... xenophobia to make Emmy predictions is not the same thing, folks, as using it to keep people out of the country. <laughs> yeah, one is inconsequential and the other is keeping, the other is the Emmys. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> um, they but... sure don't like those British... <laughs> we fought a war for independence for a reason, Dan. Uh, but I think that... Um, I think Madden should be safe in that. Yeah, I think 11th is about where Seven James belongs. I think Homecoming pro Homecoming's problem is that people might watch it, but even if they do, I don't feel like people are as passionate about it once they have seen it as they are with Bodyguard. And Seven James is kind of a borderline supporting role. He's not really in the second half of the season. It's not you know a loud performance. He's not crying or throwing things across the room. He's not necessarily well-known either. So I, I'm not really considering him. Sure. I uh, just think the exposure with Julia and Bobby Cannavale and Sam Esmail, I mean, if that show is going to blow up and it would not blow up normally, uh, but I, I, I think maybe he should be like top 10. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If you're looking for some place to put your super bed, uh, maybe go with Stephanie James. I think that uh, what's happening with my predictions is that I've been staring at them for too long. So 
now they're getting a little crazy. My best predictions were probably a few weeks ago. So I've taken out not only Milo Ventimiglia, but also Sterling K. Brown now. And I have both succession guys in. I've got Brian Cox, who is more of the name, and I've got Jeremy Strong, who is the actual lead of the show. I think uh, Succession will do pretty well with the Emmys, given its subject matter, given that it's HBO, the reviews, that it won DGA. So I think that um, you know Emmy voters are watching this, and I think that that's the kind of vote that they would make uh, if they've seen the show. I think so, too. I think that... Um... I I have Brian in there. I have him in my sixth spot. I don't have Jeremy Strong in there right now, but uh, I I am actually with you on that. I really think he is. Uh, I think they're both. I think they're both justifiably leads. But Jeremy Strong is definitely more the top bill because it feels like we spent so much time with this character throughout that first season. Um, I think uh, Brian is a previous Emmy winner. Uh, one for supporting actor for a miniseries movie for Nuremberg. I think that, um, you know, he's just one of those very distinguished character actors. Um, uh, I kind of want to say, and he kind of has that feel like, to me, like when Anthony Hopkins got in for Westworld. Uh, I know that that we don't view Anthony Hopkins usually as, you know, a character actor, but I mean, he's he's that very distinguished, uh, you know. Elder uh, statesman. Exactly. Yeah. That type of personality. And he's one of those people who just his, he has that look and that voice. That's just that presence about him. And that's why I have him getting in there. What about Billy Porter? I have him at number five. Oh, you do have him in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, really I, know. I've got Billy Porter. I just figured that Poe's being the first screener sent out this season has to manifest somehow. Uh-huh. And Billy Porter, even though he's not you know, transgender, he is the kind of standout of the show, maybe a little bit like Adam Driver on Girls, uh, where he gets all the attention, even though the show is about something else. So he was nominated at Critics' Choice and at the Golden Globes. So I feel like there is consensus for his performance. Now, I'm just concerned with the This Is Us gentlemen. I don't know if both of them are going to drop. I think Sterling may stay. But I think there is a little respect for the fact that, yes, it's a network show. Yes, it's the only drama series other than Game of Thrones last year that didn't find a way to get the season off. <laughs> like, uh, maybe that helps some of these people out a little bit is my point. Like, m- maybe, you know, there's a little like, well, you guys, <laughs> for better or for worse, you're not the crown. You're not the handmaid's tale. You're not taking the year off. It's like filming challenges or whatever their excuses that they're using. But uh, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable just completely getting rid of both of them because the Emmys love to repeat themselves. But do you think Jason Bateman is the front runner to win? I mean, this is his best chance. Any of these people who get in, this is probably going to be their best chance to win or win again. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I, have, I think I we'll have, have to see how well Bodyguard does in the nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Bateman in number one right now. Uh, I think that SAG Award was a very big help. Um, uh, and I think that, and yeah, and it, and he was still able to get in last year, uh, amidst, uh, 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 circumstances. Controversies. Less, yeah. Controversies. Circumstances that were less than stellar. Uh, so I he think. He put his foot in his mouth. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that he, I think that, uh, he, it should be no problem for him to get in. And he also got in for directing last year. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think especially with actors, I think 
as we saw with the nom- with Ozark getting the most nominations at the SAG Awards, which caught a lot of us off guard. Um, uh, I think that 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 really says something, and I think that they could be. And as someone who has been very dedicated to the medium of television as well, I think that only helps him because even as his movie star stock has risen, he has still stayed doing so many tele- doing such prominent television projects. Yeah, I I love Richard Madden in the in Bodyguard. I I think it's a great performance, but we have seen one trend on the drama side two years running now. If your series is not nominated, you don't win. Whether it's lighting or actor or actress, you have to be in the drama seven if you're going to win an Emmy. So that's my one iffy thing on on Bodyguard. I hope it does get in. I think it's great. Um, But we know Ozark's going to get in. (laughs) I would be shocked if Ozark did not make the seven. Yeah, one last name I'll mention um, kind of reminds me of Jason Bateman, and he, he was also nominated at SAG, is John Krasinski, just because he's got his film profile as well. And Jack Ryan seems like a kind of very accessible show that, you know, maybe is not the most critically acclaimed, but might appeal to the masses like Ozark did. All right, they let's move on to drama lead. <laughs> Uh, so we'll move over to drama lead actress, where we all have Sandra Oh, we've all got Laura Linney. I feel like, uh, Charlie, yes, you do not have Julia Roberts. Instead, you've got MJ Rodriguez, you've got Jodie Comer, who's a bit lower in our odds, and you also have Viola Davis, uh, and I agree with that prediction. So walk Whoa, us through well, what well, you're wait, thinking wait, wait, for this what are your sixes? Wait, what do we all have? We all have Sandra, Laura, and... Uh, I have, uh, uh, do we all have Amelia? Yes. Okay, we do? Okay. Yeah. And then I have MJ, uh, Jody, and Viola. Yeah. Who's M- uh, MJ? Rodriguez from Pose. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I, I'm like, wait, what's going on? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think those to me, I was, I had Julie Roberts in there, but it seems like Homecoming uh, just didn't really, you know, didn't really uh, land uh, uh, with that big of like a, wow, this is, you know, you know, something, this is, you know, out of this world. Uh, and so I think because of that, I think it's going to uh, definitely uh, have a lot of challenges here. And I saw Viola Davis in there and, you know, she's someone who, you know, she's an Oscar winner. She's won this category before. And even if they don't respond to the show, they do like nominating her. And Laura that's Lenning? why I, oh, Viola Davis. Oh, Viola Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I think that, uh, that's why I put her in there. And sometimes that she's, she seems like that, per, that type of contender who, uh, she, did she make it last year? I can't remember. No, she, she was bumped last year. Okay. Yeah. She seems like that kind of contender who can get bumped out, but then come back in. Yeah, I think that's what was uh, suggested yeah. by her guest nomination last year. Ay, ay, ay. I don't really feel that apprehensive about uh, Robin Wright. She's never missed. Uh, and I feel like even though House of Cards has a lot of bad buzz right now, she'll actually benefit from that as the sympathy vote. Yeah, I agree. I, that's why I have her in. She didn't miss SAG. I'm with you on that one. And then I have, I don't really love Jodie Comer. I, I think she might be snubbed, but I just, 
I can't think of a better one, but I'm maybe I'll switch her out for for Viola Davis. I like that. Yeah, it's it's hard because, or maybe if Bodyguard does better than we're expecting, Keely Hawk sneak in. But there is one show I just it just started. I know it's probably not going to happen, but it would not surprise me if Saran Jones for Gentleman Jack all of a sudden kind of snuck in with that one kooky out of nowhere kind of nomination because it's such a showy role. She gets to break the third wall. So it she got a TCA nod, I might put her in, but I, I, I'm going to need to see. I, I just, I, I'm very iffy about, about Jodie Comer. I think she should have gone supporting. She would have had a really good chance at winning supporting actress. It's kind of like that. Do you want to maybe be nominated and lean or do you want to win an Emmy? Like they need to sit her down and do that. How they do with, Committing category fraud at the Oscars. Like, you're never going to get past Sandra O. Oh. We'll move on to Drama Supporting Actress, where the Gold Derby odds favor Lena Headey, Julia Garner, Macy Williams, Rhea Seahorn, Sophie Turner, and Susan Kletch Watson, with Fiona Shaw in uh, the runner up position. But the thing about these contenders is that most of them have not been nominated before and have actually been snubbed repeatedly. Uh, Rhea Seahorn is now contending for the fourth season of Better Call Saul. Gila Garner is contending for the second season. Macy Williams was snubbed just last year. Sophie Turner has never been nominated in the seven prior seasons. Well, she hasn't been Susie submitted Clinton. for a lot of them. So Watson is on the uh, third season of This Is Us. So I feel like this is a category where we could see a real curveball thrown to us. Who I have in sixth place is India Moore from Pose. Um, she was recently on the Time 100, and that's all I got. <laughs> so wait, who do you guys have at number one for that category? Lena Hetty, and then I have Maisie Williams. Um, I think, like, Lee, Laura Lenny, it just, Julia Garner needed a second season, but I think Ozark's about to blow up. So I, I think she's in. That surprise SAG nomination just makes me very comfortable putting her in. Maisie killed the Night King. Yeah, I, I actually have, uh, and Riley, who do you have at number one? Lena Headey probably most likely for a nomination, but I think Julia Garner's ultimately going to win. Okay, because I have Lena yeah. Headey at number, because I, uh, I have Julia Garner at number one right now. Uh, Lena Headey, I actually moved down to six, because um, we haven't seen her do anything yet. <laughs> You know how this always is with Lena Headey. We do this every season of Game of Thrones. She hasn't done anything. She hasn't done I've anything. Never, I have never said that. Then she I, blows up the sept. Then she blows up the sept, or she walks naked through the street, and it's all Lena Headey, Lena Headey, Lena Headey. It's like you know it's coming. And, like, the problem with Julia Garner and Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner, yeah, if they get in, great. That's amazing for you. You're still way way young than the curve in this category goes the average winner where lena hetty seems like maybe if they're going to give it to a woman from game of thrones I, I think she might be the woman see i actually think it would be sophie turner Ooh, i think it'd be sophie yeah. turner because they might I, I, my guess is that they might feel that way about Maisie williams but sophie turner yeah she's still on the younger side but i think that she would if someone from Game of Thrones, and I think that's actually for Turner, Williams, and Hetty, 
that is a major strike against them because, uh, as we were saying before, the lead category of Game of Thrones has not been able to win anywhere in the acting except for Peter Dinklage. So well, I, we always see those exceptions break sometimes. We we do. I'm I'm just saying. You know, it's. It, I mean, if you could bring up that we have that we have to have a series nomination, I could bring up this. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm still concerned about Rhea Seahorn and Susan Kalki-Watts, and I have Chrissy Metz coming back just because I I, I think she just got left out because there were too many last year, and I don't know. I think Julia Garner is young, but I think we've seen a lot of young winners in recent years uh, who have given breakout performances, be it Rami Malek or Tatiana Maslany or Riz Ahmed or Darren Chris. I think we've got this new voting Not system. this category. Not when it happens, when it finally happens in this category, I'll stop bringing it up. But and then you'll you know, be too late. Yeah. I know, I know, I might change my mind, but I, I, I'm just playing the wait and see game. But I do think Julia Garner and that SAG nomination is to take into consideration because it wasn't Laura Linney getting in that surprised anyone, they love her. It wasn't Jason Bateman getting in. It wasn't the cast ensemble getting in. It it was her that it made everyone go, what in the world? And she's also, for someone who's young, I mean, she also has a high profile, she's also had a high profile role on another uh, Emmy favorite, The Americans, uh, for the last uh, several seasons of that show. So, I mean, she's- Well, and she was on Waco last year. She's been in Dirty John. She, she's yeah, in a lot. She's a, no, yeah, she's a really no property. What? I said she was a maniac as well this year. Yeah. She's all over mm -hmm. the place. So I, I feel like we have seen in recent years people like Christine Bransky or Jim Carter, where they get nominated every year, and then people say, oh, but they didn't do anything. And you say, okay, well, they'll just keep getting nominated until the show goes off the air. But those two actually missed out for the final seasons uh, of their shows unexpectedly. So, you know, we, we could see something similar happening with Lena Headey. Uh, I feel pretty confident about Rhea Seahorn uh, just because she's been putting in work on the show for so long. And I feel like the show is kind of still bouncing around there where it can surprise with a SAG Ensemble nomination that it's never gotten before just because the field is kind of thinning out. And another thing that helps her is uh, kind of similar visibility to Julia Garner where this spring she's also on Beep and she's also on The Act and she's also on The Twilight Zone. So she's uh, making the most of the time um, during this long Better Call Saul hiatus. I don't have Susan Kletchy Watson as deserving as she is. Uh, this is Us really fell off last year. And like I said, I don't have them in the lead category either for that show. Yeah, I, I think if it, there's a person from This Is Us going to be in, it's just easier to go with somebody they've already proven they liked and and unfortunately for her that's Chrissy Metz. They've never nominated somebody outside of the original Pearson family. No marriage add-ons except for so it's well they nominated the father the first year but as far as like a yeah it's, it's just I don't know if it's the show's got enough attention still. I feel like uh, for a lot of Emmy voters especially with that huge drop off last year it felt like everything was a bit more like, okay, we've been there, we've done that, let's find something else because it just. But is it, I just feel like the competition is so lessened this year that know, maybe oh, it, she could sneak back in. I mean, I feel the same way about Uzo. Maybe Uzo comes back. Yeah. 
one of the two yeah, I have, uh, of them could come back. I, it really wouldn't surprise me if both of them made it back in as sparse as this is, because we know they like them. Yeah, I, I yeah, I have uh, in uh, in there. I do have I have Patricia Clarkson and Donnie Jackson uh, for House of Cards and Pose. Um, I, I when I revised when I was revising these uh, yesterday, it seemed like it seemed like a good idea. Um, which will just be my slogan for everything from now on. It seemed like a good idea. Um, but I think that, they, I, you know, Patricia Clarkson's a name and she has a very strong possibility of being in there also for Sharp Objects this year. Um, and I think I, I think Pose is going to really surprise. I think it's going to do really well uh, with nominations for some reason. I, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for giving me your reason I can get behind, Charlie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, you know, it's meh. But uh, I think I think it, I think it stands a good chance of there. But I may have to, uh, you know, thinking of people like, you know, like Uzo and um, uh, what's the actress's name from This Is Us that you were talking about? Chrissy um, Metz. Or uh, not Metz, the other one. Susan Kelsey Watson? <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I it, the name's not popping up on my computer, so um, I think that that's. Uh, I think those are possibilities, though. Yeah, I think this category is uh, ripe for surprises. I think we could see a Dana Porter uh, shift over from limited to drama for American Horror Story. We didn't mention Sarah Paulson, but she's also a possibility, even though the show is so old at this point. Uh, I think we could see Maggie Stiff randomly break in for billions, like we saw more tyranny for the affair a couple of years ago. Um, I think we could see J. Smith Cameron for Succession. There, there's a lot going on here. Uh, even Sophie Turner, you know, that she's been snubbed uh, or, you know, not even submitted for the last seven years is not really, uh, does not inspire much hope in that prediction either. Yeah. All right, so we'll move over to Drama Supporting Actor. Uh, where we all assume that Peter Dinklage is winning uh, for the third time and will become fourth. the, or yeah, sorry, for the fourth time uh, and he'll become the most awarded actor in this category. Uh, in the odds are also Jonathan Banks, Nikolai Costervaldo, Bobby Cannavale, Kieran Culkin, and Michael Kelly. That's the six that Gold Derby is predicting. Uh, so Amanda, who do you have in there? I don't know. Um... Let me take a look at my predictions. I think right now, okay, I have, I was just changing these last night, which is never a good idea. I have Dinklage, Banks, Costa Waldo, Cannavale, Michael Kelly, and I think I right now have Peter Mullen from Ozark, just because I think Ozark might overperform the way you guys think Pose will. And spoiler alert, he won't be around for the next season, which has never hurt anyone's chances in supporting actor. Don't drink coffee. Yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, that assessment of Peter Mullen's chances. Also, you know, Ozark was nominated for those three actors at SAG, as well as the ensemble. And I kind of think of mm -hmm. him as representing the ensemble. Yeah, he had a good season. Yeah. I. I have the, yeah, I have the top six in there. Um, uh, strangely, I know uh, Jonathan Banks is ranked number two overall right now. I have him at six, and if I were to put Peter Mullen in there, I might knock out Jonathan Banks for him. 
I do worry about Giancarlo Esposito. I, I worry about anyone who's been a favorite in the past, maybe sneaking back into this just because it's a name they recognize. And uh, it, it's just not as competitive as it was last year where you kind of could put this together. I, it's all Game of Thrones fault. I wouldn't be surprised in supporting actor or actors if we didn't see somebody from Game of Thrones submit themselves. I think Gwendolyn Christie should have been submitted personally. I think she's had a really good season. You know, even if Jonathan Banks is not nominated in this category, they are submitting him in Best Actor in a short form series for some of the online tie-ins of Better Call Saul. So we might see him win an Emmy there. I don't have Kieran Culkin in. I've got actually Matthew McFadden instead for the show. Uh, Kieran Culkin, okay. he does, you know, he has a lot of minors. And I can see why the Globes latch onto him because he's more of a, an obnoxious character and he's from a famous family. But I think Matthew McFadden has kind of a more well-rounded, uh, unique character that people who are fans of the show uh, are responding to. All right, uh, any final thoughts, Amanda, on the drama acting categories? I think uh, it'll be interesting when we talk about the guest categories because I think guest actress in a drama series may be one of the most competitive races. So that that's one I'm looking forward to, so. All right, and Charlie? Uh, you know, Game of Thrones will win it all, whatever. How big will the sweep be? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.